And we have got episode 73 here of the Cherokee Rewind. And I am Mick. You know that, and you know who you are, so we're glad you joined us. Well, this time around, we are going to go and talk with a guy who I have known since his days playing for the Cherokee. Matter of fact, got to hoist the cup, the trophy symbolic of the national championship back in 1998. Uh, this guy has done about just about everything, and I mean that. I mean, he has done a ton of stuff, including coaching, still coaches, uh, was, is, um, has uh, spent a lot of time in the military, and we thank him for his service for that. Uh, and also, I mean, my gosh, working, uh, does about half a million things, and yet still finds time to talk to yours truly. I don't know why, but he does. Anyway, got, goes by the name of Rob Kurt. And, of course, uh, Rob, number one, I do remember your jersey number. I mean, I have to. I'd be shot if I didn't. Uh, it was number four, correct? I don't remember. Uh, I think I had 24. No, it was four. Trust me. <laughs> it was four? Yeah, it was, you had four because Williamson had three. I did. I did, yes. Yes, I had four. Scotty had three. I think um, – it was the year before Jason had two. And then when Jason uh, aged out, uh, Ferenc had two. Yes. So uh, that's, I was just trying to think of that. And I think if I'm not mistaken, didn't Sean Jensen have five? Jensen had five and six was the number I wanted. Who had it though? Uh. Uh, Avic. Oh yeah, that's right. Six. Yeah, Avic was six. Yeah. Yep. And, Fish and, was. And he seven. didn't want to give it up. No. So. Well, he was the captain. Come on. <laughs> but uh, so you know, you got to got at least you know tip your cap there. I understand that. Oh yeah. But uh, still, though, man, you, you you made you made the number four jersey. You rocked it pretty good. So that was that was all good stuff. Now, uh, being a local guy, uh, let's talk about how you got started in all this what who put you on skates how did you get involved in the game what sparked your love for the sport um when i was about three i was i was actually really sick and uh the doctors they told my parents i needed to get into a sport and all they could think of is i kept telling them i want to do the thing with the stick and <laughs> that's uh the only time they remember me ever watching hockey was the 80 olympics was when i was two so after that i they put me on skates and been at it ever since i was gonna say it's not like they were gonna put you in baseball my gosh not after that yeah. not after the 80 olympics not a chance oh. <laughs> oh man so um so how old were you the first time they put you on skates uh i was four four Okay, there you go. Uh, now, when you first started skating, uh, that had—I'm um, sure that probably—I I mean, I don't know if they ever told you or not, but did it ever freak your folks out at all? Any because you know how, how how some parents are with hockey. I know not you, but I mean, most some of these parents that aren't really um, as knowledgeable about the game. 
they they see on two really sharp blades skating trying to skate and they're afraid you're going to get cut you're going to get you know sliced something and then on top of it as you get older you're allowed to hit each other so you know check each other i mean that's got to be uh one of those things where i was just wondering if maybe they kind of were a bit gun shy about putting you in the sport in the first place no they they weren't um it wasn't until started getting older and i started hitting and i did enjoy the the hitting and and that kind of uh that aspect of the game uh nothing like contact uh, but no <laughs> but yeah growing up no it wasn't uh i don't think my parents were afraid of me doing pretty much anything well, knowing you like I do, Rob, it, it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, anyway, it's uh, it's funny because you know I I I never played. I didn't play the game. I only played. I think one year of organized hockey when I was in. I think in fifth grade, I played pee wee and I won a house championship at the old ice house back in nineteen seventy five. So that tells you, you know, I'm a fossil. Okay. So anyway. But uh, that was the, you know, I, I had such, they told me I had the skills of a mini mite. So I was like, eh, better hang them up. <laughs> and back then, you know, growing up where I grew up, you know, street life was too appealing. Anyhow, um, so, <laughs> I mean, playing, who, do you remember your first coach when you played organized? It was Terry Beard. Wow. That's was cool. one of the coaches. Mm-hmm. And, uh, his son Josh and I were. Josh is a couple years older. Josh coached for the Cherokee organization, the 05 team and 016. Oh, okay. Wow. Now, as you went along, I mean, were you always a defenseman, or did you ever spend any time up front? I I played defense as long as I can remember. Um. I don't know if I was just, uh, when I was younger, just not good enough of a skater, so they stuck me back on defense or what it was, but uh, that's uh, that seemed to be where I always ended up. Well, how long did it take you to get the backward skating down? It actually came pretty quick. Um, I could My mom would say that I could skate backwards better than I could skate forwards. <laughs> you know what the funny part is? You're not the only one to say that. I have had guys, I had a guy who played later, uh, played in the, around 2010 that we just had recently, Kurt Shaner. He told me the same thing. He said to this day, he says, I skate better backwards than I do forwards. He says, I can skate faster backwards than I can forwards. Uh, Donnie Nagel, Donnie Nagel, same thing. I can skate faster backwards than I can forwards. Maybe it's... uh, I don't know what it is, but it's it's something. But, I mean, there are guys that are like that. They just are naturally gifted when it comes to skating backwards. Um, and now, uh, did you play house when uh, pretty much up until when? It's I actually played house up until I was probably 9 or 10. And then I started playing travel. Mm-hmm. Who was your coach and, for travel? Uh, huh. um, 
Bob Felzer was one of my coaches, uh, one of my first couple travel years. Okay. Now, is he related to Adam Felzer? Do you know? I think so. Okay. And I just wondering because Adam played for the Cherokee later, but uh, I was just wondering. Yeah, know. I think I I think Bob's his dad. I'm not positive. Okay, that's that's all right. Um, now, how was it? What was the experience like for you when you first started playing travel? Because that's a whole different kettle of fish when you're talking about you know playing tournaments all over God's creation and uh, trying to figure out. You know, how are you going to do this with homework and going to school and everything else? That had to be a real treat. It was. It was uh, it, it was eye-opening for my parents. It was eye-opening for us. Um, just in the car a lot. Uh, and obviously the technology back then, we didn't have computers. We didn't have cell phones. We didn't have any of the luxuries that the kids nowadays have. Yeah. So... So it was it was difficult to make sure we did everything and had it all done and did did the best we could. Well, that's nothing wrong with that. Now, I, now I got to think that it was also pretty cool though, because every once in a while, you had to get yanked out of school because of a tournament. You know, did how, did oh, that yeah. did that happen a lot? Oh yeah, it seemed like uh, during the winter time every Friday. Oh, Rob's sick. Not going to be in school today. <laughs> Oops. He's got travelitis. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so now, I mean, what places did you play that you remember? I mean, usually the places you go are like Chicago, um, up in Detroit, sometimes up into Toronto. Uh, and I'm trying, oh, to, yeah. I'm trying it, to think. New York, Pittsburgh. Um We've been to Nashville, Tennessee for games, uh, just just all over, yeah. and then obviously California. <laughs> yeah, why? Yeah, that that was a doozy. <laughs> we'll get to that in a little bit here, but um, oh yeah. But uh, so now, when it came to as you played later, uh, after you know the after your first uh, exposure to travel. Uh, how did you take to it? Did you, is that all you wanted to play from there on out? It was, um, I played, I played travel from then on out. Uh, I played soccer a couple years, ended up making a travel soccer team and did that for a couple years until my mom said it's one or the other. Hmm. And, uh, and so I, I stuck with hockey, obviously it's, uh, way more fun than soccer <laughs> well i i know some people that play soccer so i'm just gonna bite my lip on that one other than to say <clears throat> you're right <clears throat> you're right anyway um but uh it's it's funny because you know i mean I, i'm sure your mom was probably like oh okay hun that's fine but i gotta think somewhere inside of her she was hoping you'd pick soccer just simply because it's a lot less expensive oh i yeah i'm sure she was Oh, but, but, uh, of course you wouldn't be you, Rob, if you didn't pick hockey. So just, just to, right. just to, you know, but anyhow, so now, uh, when you came to the high school years, were you ever tempted to, or thought about maybe, 
you know, staying close to home and playing, playing high school? I, I did. Um, I actually went to St. Francis the year I, uh, I'm trying to think of what, well, my freshman year, I went to St. Francis mm-hmm. and I was going to go play there. Wow. And I ended up, uh, deciding after the start of the school year that no, I'm not going to play for them. I'm going to play travel again. Wow. What made you change your mind? I just a longer season, um, playing with, uh, a lot of my friends, uh, on the travel team. Uh, I was playing for the junior storm at the time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's right around the time that I met Scott Williamson. And so we were both on the, on the junior storm together. That and, day. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, you know, playing down at the old sports arena. That was our home ice. Oh man. The last nuclear fallout shelter on earth. I wouldn't even call it. I wouldn't go there. <laughs> but to, to be fair, that gave whoever, whether no matter who was playing there, whoever was the home team, whether it was the storm, the junior storm, whoever got an immediate advantage with just the way that building was because it was so oh, old. Absolutely. Yeah. You got five, over 5,000 fans right on top of you. Uh, you go to your bench and you can still feel someone kicking you in the back because you know there's no there's no partition there to protect the players from you, uh, primarily. Uh, yep. But uh, and that was from the home team, uh, and uh, just I mean there was just uh, just so much I'll call it ambiance. We'll, we'll, we'll wax poetic here for a minute, you know. Never mind the ten cent <laughs> beer nights and you know people throwing crap on the ice and whatever. You know, uh, back in the storm days. I mean, I I go back to the I go back to the blades. I'm old. I saw okay. my first game in the sports arena. <laughs> I saw with the Toledo Blades, uh, and then uh, there was the Hornets, and uh, trying to think. Then the then the Gold Diggers, and then the Storm. So I got to see a few ten cent beer nights. Let's put it that way. Uh, my old man, oh, yeah. my old man could have cared less about the game, but the ten cent beer nights, he was all over it, you know. But uh, yep. yep. So I, you know, I remember Teddy Garvin, you know, with with the Gold Diggers, watching him stand on the on the uh, on the bench right there on the on the uh, where you where you hop over, and just giving it to Sam Cisco or whoever as the referee, and. Uh, just being crazy. And then of course, Chris McSorley, when he would get cheesed off with the storm, he would throw chairs on the ice or sticks. You know, he's done that a <laughs> time or two. And uh, just all those oh, yeah. fun memories from one main street, man. That just, uh, I really loved it down there. And I actually saw a couple of junior storm games, but I didn't know anybody on the team. So I probably saw you and didn't even realize it. Cause like I said, I'm, right. I'm, I'm a little older, but uh, so, so you decide, have to change your mind and go back to playing travel with the junior storm. Um, and so did, how long were you with them? I played with the junior storm for a few years, um, three or four years. And it wasn't until it really, because of my parents not knowing a whole lot of hockey, I didn't come to the Cherokee till I was already, I was already old. I was already one of the old guys when I got there. Wow. 
How old were you when you when you came to Toledo, to the Cherokee? Uh, I was eighteen. Oh, okay. Eighteen, nine, turning turning nineteen years old. Holy smokes! Yeah, you were you were kind of on the on the older side. Now, uh, what got what brought you to the Cherokee? Were you did you get drafted? Were you uh, recruited? I mean, did you just hear about a tryout? What was it? I I I can't I don't remember. I think I just heard about the tryout and uh, myself and uh scotty we went to the tryout and and uh next thing you know we're we made the team i'll tell you what you guys for and that was what 90 was that 96 97 that was no that was the 97 98 season oh my goodness let's see i i I can't all the years run together for me so I'm, i'm trying to remember them all but uh, I know there was a few guys that played uh, in the runner-up team uh, that played the following year. I mean, I know Kellemeyer, Avink, Kurt, or not Kurt, uh, Bricker, uh, trying to think of who yeah. else, you know, guys like that that played. Um, Nikki Dietchen, uh just, uh, yeah. you know, it's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, someday if I ever can find out what happened to him, if he's still alive, I want I, I got to talk to that guy. I, I, I got to hear some stories. You know, Kellemeyer did a nice from, job. From what, yeah, from what I understand, he, he's still around and kicking. I'll uh, I'll have to see if I can find him. Yes, please do, because that that would be, like, easily a two-hour podcast in and of itself. Oh, easy. 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 Just to, oh, my gosh, the stories that, that circulate about him. Whew. Anyway, I'd probably have to <laughs> and put... And most of them are probably true. <laughs> that's what scares me, is that they probably are. But anyway, so you come that first year. What was it like the first time you went to the tryout when you were in that locker room? What was it like for you going in there? Was there I, any kind of, uh, not I don't want to say nervousness, but maybe apprehension when you first walked in? Not really. Um, I... All the teams I've played on, I never really, I never really got nervous. Um, I I wasn't, wasn't afraid to step into something new. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, I remember coming to the team and it was just like, everybody right away just got along. Um, You got your few little, little ticks there here and there, but, uh, but I think everybody got along well and, and we, we just obviously kicked it off right away because we started the season off well, and we all know how it ended. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah, and then, and then it was weird, too, because the last part of that regular season, there was just a crap load of ties. You know, there were uh, – Yeah. That was really weird. Now, I'm trying to remember. Now, of course, you had uh, you had Williamson as your defense partner. Did you have him the whole season or for just part of it? Um, I pretty much the whole season. Okay. Yeah. Cause I'm, I was trying to remember who the, I can't remember who the pairings were back then. Avink, I think I'm trying to remember who he was with. Was he with Bricker or was he with, uh, Jens? I, I think he, man, I think they flip flopped halfway. I can't remember for sure. Okay. I have to go back and watch uh, watch some old tapes and see if I can figure <laughs> it out. <laughs> yeah, 
but uh but still you know it was like that i mean the see i'll be honest with you okay i will be straight up honest i think personally because i started the year before okay uh doing some of the play-by-play and stuff like that taking over the late great dr rod mccarthy may he rest in peace um he was doing play-by-play and he would it, it i told his i told his wife you know uh I had went and paid my respects and stuff. And I had told his wife, I said, you know, I said, I was the inner, he was the introduction to me. Uh, but I think it ended up being my, it was my introduction to him, you know, because he would do play by play so that they'd have them on tape so that when they sent him out to scouts, there'd be play by play and it'd give it that feel of it. Well, the problem right. was, was Rod would, uh, Doc would, would, would uh, ha- had this nasty habit of getting so absorbed into the game, he would start chirping the referees into the open mic. He didn't care. He'd just start, you know, yelling at him about what kind of a call it was. And he would, he would uh, get real, uh, he'd get real feisty. Let's put it that way and stuff. So they had, to, they said they had to find, Rich Osterhout told me that they needed to find a play-by-play guy. And Rich worked with me at, uh, a local hospital. And so we, uh, so I just went out there to watch a game. I was just going to watch a game and I watch it. And I was like, totally just blown away. I mean, seriously, I was blown away watching you guys or watching the team warm up and move around and everything. And it it goes, and that was that first year. And it goes back to my point that I'm going to make is that I've seen a lot of teams that have gone to nationals from the Cherokee that had some absolutely fantastic chemistry. To this day, I will still say, and this isn't a slight on anybody, no one. Your team at for now, the national championship, I thought had the best chemistry, the tightest chemistry of any team that I've seen in my time there. However, I will say, that I thought the team from the year before had the most talent. And, yeah. and and talent doesn't always win championships. We saw that that year before. They I mean they lost a heartbreaker, but they were they were championship worthy. They were championship worthy. It just did the bounce didn't go their way. That's all. Thanks, Rob Crowley. No, I'm kidding. Um love you, Crowley. Uh but uh, <laughs> ser- but seriously, seriously. Uh the bounces didn't go our way that that first time in 96 97 but they were absolutely absolutely worthy of being a a national champion and they belonged there and like i said they i think they had the most talent but i i i mean they were fun to watch but their chemistry wasn't like what i saw the following year that was special that was really special um and not just because you guys won it all but again, it was because of the chemistry from that locker room. And it went from, you know, the coaches out, you know, Scott Searing, yeah. Todd Omi, Bob Zion. I mean, it yep. just, it, it was magic. And, and even, you know, paying tribute to the guys that were the leaders on that team, Avink, Kellemeyer, you know, um, all those guys uh, that I got to watch, even the rookies, Johnny Jepson, you know, uh, you, 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 I mean, you and, and Scotty Williamson were like 
I mean, you guys were like grizzly vets, even though you it was your first year with that team. And I still don't get that yeah. one. That still blows my mind that that was your first year playing juniors, you and you and Scott Williamson both. I mean, I, I of course, you know, you got to have hot goaltending, you know, and you guys got it oh, yeah. from, from the quiet one, the silent one. Yes. Ron Wheaton. Now, who was your backup that, that year? Um, that was Sammy, Sammy Horton. Horton. Yep. Sammy Horton. Yep. Yep. N- N- Nina, Wisconsin's uh, favorite son. Don't ask me why I remember oh, that, yeah. but every time someone brings up Sam Horton, I automatically, it's like clockwork, Nina, Wisconsin. But uh, anyway. So, so Thanksgiving break that year. Yeah. It was me, Ference, I think Kellemeyer, and I can't remember who. We all jumped in Sammy's blazer oh, and went up to, up to Nina, Wisconsin. For Thanksgiving. Really? Wow. Yeah, we went out there, drove up there, spent the weekend up there. Uh-huh. And uh I can I can only imagine think, what ensued. <laughs> I, I think I think Ferris remembers some of that stuff that went on up there. He he might be the only one. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Now uh oh, yeah, that was uh now let me ask you something. It's who, who taught or who, uh, got Kellemeyer. It's all Kellemeyer's fault. Every, well, everything is Kellemeyer's fault, generally speaking, <laughs> but, uh, um, I was going to say, uh, buckets off. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Uh, I was going to say who taught him that, but, uh, oh, it's, I, I'm pretty sure it was Kellemeyer. Oh my gosh. That <laughs> is funny. I have... Anything Ferris could say that would get him in trouble, Kellemeyer told him to say it to everybody. <laughs> oh my God, that, that's that would be Kellemeyer, and, and Kellemeyer would steadfastly deny it. If I know him, he probably wouldn't. Oh, yeah, and stand behind either me or Scotty or somebody else, <laughs> or Stum. Yeah, you know, but uh, yeah. but um, it's that's funny. Uh, but you know, it's funny because I remember, uh, I mean, we'll, we're going to go through all of this talking about the year, but I just remember after the championship game, uh, that, uh, he, Ferentz was there with the, with holding that, that cup and taking a drink out of it in the locker room. And he, the first thing he yelled off was buckets off expletive deleted expletive deleted and then taking a drink and i was standing there next to scotty and, and, and he looks at me and he goes ferris's english has gotten so much better <laughs> you know <laughs> you know it's like it was like it's just so like just so droll and dry from scott that was great and stuff but uh, yeah he that was so funny but now you know you talk about going to thanksgiving i mean or going up to nina for thanksgiving uh, do you remember anything about from uh, going up there? I mean, were you guys pretty wild on the way up, or or did you wait till you got there? No, we were. I mean, it, it wasn't too bad. I don't. I, I've I've forgotten so much stuff from from what we did, and everything just kind of runs together. I just I remember all of us going up there, and uh, up there for a few days, and then then right back to it. And uh, now, was uh, Sammy's family, uh, were they expecting you guys, or did he surprise them? I, 
No, I think I, they were expecting us because we went up there and, and they were ready for us. Oh, they didn't do the, oh, hi, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> no. Not quite. No. Okay. But uh, now, um, is there a lot to do in Nina, Wisconsin? No, no, there was a uh, there was a strip club there. Okay. Um, and and we were gonna stop there, but it was closed. So <laughs> man, going from bad to worse. A lot of dairy farms. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my God, you poor guys. Um. Anyway, uh. So, I mean, you should have saved that for Windsor. You only got to be nineteen there. Uh. But. As I'm sure you probably did. Yeah. 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 Just, uh, nah, it's, I, you know, I really didn't, I, I didn't go to a lot of those kind of establishments. Me neither. Honestly, I, I genuinely uh, did. It's like, yeah, it's, it wasn't my thing. I, I went a couple of times for bachelor parties for, uh, friends of mine that were getting married and, uh, they were usually doctors, believe it or not. And yeah. true story. I went a couple of times and I wouldn't, instead of trying to, you know, see what pretty girls I could scope out or anything, I would sit there. And if we got a, a, a dance for one to, for the groom to be, she would, you could tell she was just, a, he was just another customer to her. So I'd look at her straight in the eye, straight in the eye and say, so, you know, what's your major in? And, Usually it was either nursing or, or uh, radiology. And, you know, we, of course, all, you know, I chirp, chirp in with, you know, we all work in a hospital and da, 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 da. And uh, where are you going to do your, you know, your internship, blah, blah, blah. And it's tough. <laughs> it, it, it just became a game, you know. And that's why, I mean, after a while, you just, it's like, I don't know, maybe it's from working in a hospital and having to, take care of sick people all the time you, you kind of get that a different skewed view of of uh of a human body but um i just i just like i said it i preferred you know date you know um i'm con perfectly content with my better half and that's good enough for me you know i'm a, I'm a one and done kind of yeah guy, you know and i'm i am and so i don't i don't hide that and I, uh, but yeah, I never, like I said, that was back in the, and that was back in the eighties. Okay. When I, all that, I did that, that was back in the eighties when I was, you know, young and stupid. And, but of course the good part about it for me was that I always liked drinking beer, not to get drunk and stupid and throw things at people, but I just liked, I just liked a good cold beer. Like when I got home from work, you know, not a, not killing a 12 pack yeah. or anything. I just liked having one, one or two cold ones. And I always, when I would go up to Windsor, it got to where I went up a couple of times because of going to those establishments for bachelor parties for friends of mine. But I ended up going back again, skipping the establishment and going to eat at a, uh, there was, they had a restaurant up there in a, in a strip mall, no pun intended, uh, called Cramden's. <laughs> and oh my God, they had the best prime rib on the planet. And then they also had, they served uh, Watney's on tap. And Young's on tap, and I'm like, oh, I could I could live here, <laughs> you know. For I thought that for about <laughs> ten every every time I'd go, that I just like ah. Uh. And then to top it all off, you know, in Canada it wasn't uh, verboten. I would uh, have a Cuban cigar, 
you know, yeah. a genuine. And oh my gosh, I just was like, oh, this doesn't get any better. And then it's like, okay, you got to go home. Oh crap, you know. And then it's like an hour drive home. It's just like, yeah. But yeah. Uh, oh, man, I can't stay. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's either get a room at King's Ransom rates or go home. So it's like, you know, it was like, oh, but man, it was so much fun to go up there for that stuff, you know, and hang out and just, like I said, just have a beer and dinner and, you know, you, you didn't, you didn't get drunk. You just got full, <laughs> you know, and that's, yeah. what, that's what I loved about it. So let's get back now to talking about uh, your year in Toledo there that year. Um, was that the only year you played in with the Cherokee? there i'm sorry rob you cut out there can you try it again yeah it's frozen oh that's okay yeah i played uh i played the 97 98 full season uh with the cherokee and then the year after i started the season up in uh grand rapids uh, with uh, Derek and I, Derek Stum and I went up there and played a couple months there, then got traded to Danville, Illinois, and was only there for a couple months and said, hey, uh, just send me back to Toledo. Okay. Were you not getting enough playing time in Danville? or It just didn't really get along with the coach. Um, I was the seventh defenseman. I was one of the old guys. Um, so at, at that point, come home, finish off the season with, uh, with Toledo and, and hang them up basically. So, I mean, now that, I mean, we're going to talk about all this here. I want to real quick, I want to <laughs> talk about some of the fun that you had uh, in in Toledo, um, I mean, when I'm going to throw out a couple of names, and you tell me what you think when you uh, when you hear the names. Um, we've talked we've talked already enough about Mike Kellemeyer, uh, <laughs> uh, and statue limitation prohibits from going any further. Anyway, uh, <laughs> let's see. I'm going to throw out a couple of names out at you. Is uh, one is Scott Williamson. Scotty and I have <clears throat> we've been friends since I think it was 94 I think was the first time we met and um, great guy was the best man in my wedding um, and just just a real great guy and uh, you know him and I don't we don't get to see each other or talk as much as we'd like or but uh but i'm sure if he was on the phone with you he'd say the same thing that that we just uh from our junior storm days to through the cherokee him and i would share rides together and all our moms would always go on road trips together we'd take one van they'd take the other and and we had all the games. Who was back then? We had to drive to all our games. Yeah, all the road <laughs> games. Yep, except except for the ones what in St. Louis where you guys flew out. Yep. Now, who was the who was the better driver, you or Scotty? Oh, I was. 
Oh, woo. He says that with some authority. <laughs> Trying to tell me that Williamson was uh, was a little shaky there? No, nah, we, yes, we've all, we've both done very well. We didn't have to worry about uh, each one driving. So, okay, that's fair enough then. Okay. Now, um, of the teams that you played back then, who would you say was the teams or the team that you felt like you got your your you got your hate on for you got your venom up for metro really why uh, it's i it's it seemed like every time we played metro they would they'd always come at us um whether it and it may not have been always the cleanest mm-hmm. yeah. um so you know that's kind of the way i felt it's course everybody was trying to beat us then so <laughs> so every game was tough yeah now uh back then did you have um i'm trying to remember who was in the league back then it was metro uh motor city chiefs uh i think cleveland was in the league back motor then. City. st louis and then i think cleveland too weren't they i don't think cleveland was um I'm trying to think. Bell Tire, I think. Yeah, I don't. Was in, weren't they? Bell Tire, no. Or was it Frazier Royal? Yeah, yeah, it, it was Bell Tire. Okay. Yep. And then, um, yeah. Anyhow, I just remember a lot of times that uh, you know some of the, the 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 toughest battles were against Metro and against uh, Motor City. For some reason, they just they were just a real pain in the butt. They really uh got under my craw whenever they'd come to town or anything like that they were just a real pain in the butt yeah I, it's usually against those two teams i didn't finish the game <laughs> <laughs> do you rem- um do you remember the first game you got thrown out of no <laughs> <laughs> there were so many to pick from <laughs> There, there was a few. Uh-huh. There was a few, and uh, at most of the time, Todd wasn't upset about it. Coach Omi wasn't upset about it, but uh, there was a couple times when he yelled at me afterwards. Now, okay, I, I, I'm hoping I get a better answer this time around. Do you remember your first goal in a Cherokee uniform? Uh, yeah, it was in the Nationals. Really. It was in nationals. I, I'm pretty sure that was my that was my first and only goal I had of the season. Oh my goodness, that that I don't remember at all. So I was just thinking maybe you might have had a couple. Yeah. But man, no. Nope. Hey, at least you wiped the goose egg off the board. That's all that matters. Uh, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna throw a couple more. No, I, Go I, ahead. <laughs> no, I was, I was say yeah. I didn't uh, I didn't put I didn't put too many in. I was trying to make sure everybody else scored and kept the goals out. Well, that and the fact that you spent a lot of time in the penalty box, but, uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, but, uh, now let me ask you, um, I'm going to throw a couple names, more names out at you and just kind of tell me your reaction, what you think. Um, let's go with, uh, Hmm. Trying to think John Jepson. He was a great kid. Um, I, I say kid because he's a couple years younger. Mm-hmm. 
Um, when he came to the team, he uh, he brought a, a little more speed to to the defense. Um, and uh, had a had a good shot. Uh, and I think he he got quite a few goals. I, I I'm pretty sure the year that year uh, for us. And uh, but yeah, he he was a good hard worker. Yep. Okay. And let's see. How about um, Mike Marshawn? Mike, I, I, I like Mike. Mike actually started the year off living with us. And then we lived out, we lived out in Oregon. So it was a far drive. So he ended up, uh, uh, moving over to, uh, I think he ended up staying where, uh, uh where did he stay? He stayed over closer in Toledo, um, near, uh, Neil Price and, uh, JB. Okay. Now that had to, so, but I was just going to say that had to be, uh, like I said, that just that team was just so. I mean, you guys had the perfect mix of guys that were skilled, guys that worked extra hard that didn't have all the skill that others had, and you had guys that weren't afraid to take chances, and you had guys that would um, that played smart. And it, it made it, I mean, it was just the perfect storm. I mean, it really made for uh, a wonderful team that had a wonderful run. Uh, now, um, a couple of guys who I really didn't get to know uh, from that team, uh, I'll throw one out, uh, John Cleaver. John, John was quiet. John ended up moving in after Marchant moved out. Cleaver ended up coming and moving and moving in with us and great guy, but just quiet, just real quiet. He, uh, he, uh, he, he just, he, again, he worked hard. He just, he's just a quiet kid and just kind of did his job and really didn't say anything. He said a little bit more than uh, Ronnie. Did, I was going to say uh, who was quieter between the two. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, okay. And then, um, let me see another guy who I didn't really get to know real well from that team. Uh, let's go Sean Jensen. Sean, he was the other defenseman. He, uh, he, he was another quiet one that just, he did his job. He, the kid could hit when he wanted to. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I, I, there, there's, I, I, I sense something there, but okay. No, we just, uh, I mean, it's obviously we, we all practice against each other. So we try to see who could hit the hardest. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That had to be, that had to be a hoot. I, I can't even tell me what it was like when you guys were like in the locker room who, I mean, you couldn't pick just one, but who would you say were some of the funnier guys or some of the crazier nutcases in the locker room or on road trips, like in the hotel? Uh, Stummer, uh, Dietchen. Um, those two are just crazy. <laughs> I can only imagine. 
I can only imagine. <laughs> well, we're, I mean, I mean, you know, the kids nowadays, they do anything from uh, clear tape on the blades uh, to shoe checks uh, to earlier on, they do leaners and stuff. Did you guys have any of that kind of stuff go on when you were on the road or in the locker room? No, not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. It was it was mostly business. It was. Huh. We were just really mostly business. But you know, nowadays where you know they have their own locker rooms and stuff like that, it's you know we didn't have that kind of stuff. We we lugged our stuff every day to the rink and every day home. Yeah, that's true. When you were at Tamil Shanner, they didn't. You didn't have a home locker room. You just uh, you used. No, you guys were basically the odd men out because a couple of the high school teams I think yeah. had had the had the locker rooms and then you guys had the travel ones. So it was like, oh well. Yep. That's too bad. But uh so now you you go on and what do you remember most about the the national championship tournament? In addition to winning it. Oh Was there anything in particular in the tournament that stood out to you? Uh, what kind of um, what kind of interesting things happened that you remember? Uh, the uh, going into nationals, it's we. I went to nationals a couple times with the junior store, okay. and so you know, going into it, I kind of kind of knew what to expect as far as the uh the crowds are usually a little bit bigger than what we're used to mm-hmm. uh the teams are usually bigger usually faster it's obviously they're the best teams that are out there um as is you know as were we were so you know going into it it was you know there's a little bit of nerves through the locker room um you know once we got through that first game it's like okay well we've we've got a real shot at this and uh um it just i just i remember it just being really just another game and at the end of it it was it was like man (laughs) did did, did that really just happen did we really just win and and uh i know uh i remember uh was out he was injured um he and and he had injuries all year that were just kind of there and he was a trooper he he played through most of them so you know i remember so yeah i remember probably the mo i think most people will remember uh probably the most emotionally charged hard-fought game of the tournament was against fairbanks the ice dogs yeah i mean what do you remember about that game i i just like i said i remember it was they were they were beating us and I thought, well, this is our first gonna be our first L and they credit the Cherokee, man. We came from the team came from behind. Uh and then to make matters worse in overtime, uh, I think it was uh Coombe was in the penalty box, Brad Coombe. And Um probably Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Coombsy was in the penalty box. And he had just finished serving, had just come out 
when I'll never forget it. Derek Stump took the feed. I think it was Kellemeyer that set him up. Uh, he took the feed right there near the goal line and from an impossible angle, roofed it underneath the crossbar. And the place just went absolutely nuts. And that was like the greatest feeling in the world. And uh, it was it was like after that, it was like, okay, we've got a shot at this. This team has a shot at this because I, the thing that cracks me up is that nobody knew it. I mean, I was out there broadcasting the games for uh, the internet and then all or not the internet, but for uh, a company, a video company out there. I did our games and I uh, and the, but the thing was I had bought airtime on the sports radio station here in Toledo that we were going to broadcast the national championship game and no matter what no matter who was playing and basically I put my I put all of my chips in the pot saying it was going to be Toledo not no and this was before the tournament began I had to put all the money down and everything because I didn't get sponsors I didn't have time for that so it was out of my pocket right. and it was a healthy chunk of change. But I mean, that didn't matter to me. All I wanted was I was betting that Toledo was going to make it to the championship game. I figured they did it the year before they can do it again. And that's what happened. So I was really fortunate in that we had, uh, and plus we're out in California. So it was a, a, a seven o'clock local start time, which meant it was 10 o'clock here at home. So, you know, right. it was funny, you know, that, but, uh, it, I just, I remember, all I remember though, uh, Rob is the fact that it didn't matter what the problem was. Somebody on the team would step up somebody, yeah. you know, offense on defense. It didn't matter. Wheaton was, uh, work, worked his butt off in net. Um, I just remember that those guys were were special and it was funny because i didn't get to talk to avink i i think i don't think during the intermission uh, mike marshawn was my go-to guy man i did i i mean i was going to tackle him if he tried to go to the locker room and uh because he, he didn't dress so i was like he was my intermission guy to kill kill time in the intermission so because i didn't have commercials to play so it was like boom right it, it was strictly you know but uh now when you guys went into that last game against Suffolk, um, what uh, do you remember anything about before the game going in? Uh, we, I just remember we know we knew it was going to be our, our toughest game, and uh, it's you know going into a game like that, you just try to do what you can. And like you said, it's the whole team just kind of rallied. The whole team just stepped up and we never, we didn't let each other down. If, if somebody did something and, and somebody was there to pick that person up and, and, and pick the rest of the team up. Well now, um, okay. So, and then by the, by the second intermission, we were up by a couple and there was some breathing room in there. So uh, tell me about what that third period, what you guys, nobody got too excited. Everyone, it, they just kept working. They kept working. 
And then that last like three minutes took like an, uh, a freaking hour. It, it, oh yeah. That last, <laughs> the last three minutes was just whistle after whistle. And it's like, all right. And, and I just, it, we're all just kind of glancing over at the clock, watching what's going on. Look at the clock. And it's like, man, there's two seconds have gone off. And it's just, it just, the time just stood still. I know. It was like, give us the trophy and get over, get get over it. Okay. Let's just move on. I just wanted to jump ahead to the celebration or whatever, you know, even though the, they could have easily come back and, and tied it up, uh, you know, but we, I mean, this Cherokee team was special and I will never, ever forget it. What, can you remember what the celebration was like uh, for you when, uh, when you, you know, when that clock finally hit zero? Oh, it was just just one of those things to actually win a national championship. Um, you know, like I said, I'd been there a couple times already and haven't won it. And to actually win it, and you know, for for all of us, it was it was like lifting up the Stanley Cup. I mean, it's the it's the best trophy you can get for the league we played in, and. And to uh, to say that, you know, you're a national champion is just something that, you know, there's only a handful of people that can do it. And we're one of them. Yep. And, you know, it's it's funny because in, if you think about it, you know, here we are all these years later. And there's, you know, you've you go most everybody has gone on to do other things you know, coaching, uh, entering the business world, working, uh, you name it. And yet, yeah. and yet it's that ring, that bond that everyone has. It's like, we did it. You know, that's every, everyone you can look in, you can, you know, look, whether you're looking at, uh, you know, Andy Lahovey or, you know, Matt Sini or any of those guys. And you're sitting there going, yeah, I know. You know, you, you can look at each other yeah. without having to say anything and know because, you know, you know, the bond you have and you know why. Yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. It's, you know, it's yeah. You know, you the coaching. I mean, you look at just from our team, um, you know, all the all the all of us guys who have kids now who are. 12, 13, 14 years old, they're all you know, there's a lot of us that have kids that are playing. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and that's, I mean, that's just, I, I look at it as a way of it's you guys giving back to the game, not just with kids playing, but knowing how much you love the game and you want to impart that love of the game to not only your kids, but to your kids, you know what I mean? The kids that play for you. Right. So, oh, yeah. so uh, I want to talk about that coaching stuff here in just a second. But uh, to fast forward, you went that next season. You played half the season in Toledo. Um, what was that like when you got to play with, you know, guys like Luke Jones, Jeremy LaBianca, and all those guys? Uh, I think Max Howell played that year too. Um, Max, um, it's that the second year we had. I think we had more talent the second year, but the drive wasn't wasn't there out of everybody um you know the 
we didn't have the leadership we had out of some of the older guys that uh, that played the year before. Um, with you know a couple of us leaving and going and playing junior A and then and then coming back, uh, you didn't have that from the from the get go of the ninety eight ninety nine season, and we just we fell short. Um, just well, you got to remember too a lot of, of things. One of the, a lot of those guys though too from the ninety seven ninety eight team that they aged out. So you right. didn't have the luxury. Yeah. You didn't have that luxury of, of, you know, a bunch of veteran leadership that came back from the 96, 97 team saying, uh, I don't know about you guys, but I'm coming back to win a title. And right. That's, you know, you didn't have that benefit with the 98, 99 team, but again, a ton of talent, a lot of guys that, yeah. uh, that could play really well. And I, I really that that was one of my other favorite teams, another favorite team of mine that I really enjoyed just because they were some of those guys could chirp like like champs. I mean, they if there was a national championship for <laughs> yeah. chirping, that team would have had that title hands down. Yeah. And that's, uh, you know, like we had like John Freeman and uh, Mr. Alaska uh, Scott. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's uh you know, it was it, that was that was another one. It was he was a I, I can't say what I used to call him on the ice because uh, <laughs> but he was one of the biggest guys on the ice and uh, <laughs> didn't want to didn't want to throw the body around a whole lot. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Oh, man. Now, who are you about to say then also, Scott? Uh, 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 cozy. Oh, yeah. Cozy. Yep. Chicago. Yeah, he. uh yeah. So, I mean, we had that, that team again, that was a, it was a, it was a good team. It was a, it was a fun time. Uh, you know, when I came back and, uh, and really I enjoyed it, but obviously the, the 97, 98 team was, you know, winning the nationals and everything. That was just, that was that top. Yeah. You can't, can't top that. So no. So, okay. So you finished playing your, your time in Toledo. Did you th- did uh, you feel any kind of like uh, I don't say let down, but like kind of like let down uh, over the fact that you figured you were pretty much done with hockey? No, I you know I I knew it was the, you know I knew the time was going to come where you know I wasn't going to go play NHL. I school wise school wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. So to go to college and play wasn't uh, – I wasn't going to go and try to pay for my schooling and walk onto a team. It just – so I started I started working. And and uh, I coached my first year out. I, I helped coach a uh, Toledo Ice Digger team. Uh, helped coach that for a year. And then uh, – a year or two, I can't remember which. I think it was two years, and then uh, got out of coaching for a while and just played senior league, and and then started start, started coaching uh, several years later when my son started playing. Yeah. And of course, don't forget. I mean, it had to be hard in between, also with uh, the time in the military. I mean, that's never an easy thing because when you've got when you've got to juggle all of those things, whether it's 
uh, for your assignments there, whether it's, you know, your work, your, you know, your coaching, uh, and then never mind that stuff being, being, a, being around as a husband and a father that can't, that could not yeah. have been easy to do. That had to be a pretty wild juggling act you had to do. It it's, it, it's tough. It's, it's still tough. I've still got, uh, I'm, I'm still in the Navy reserves and, uh, um, you know, if you ask my wife, I, I've, I've done an okay job. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she, she's, the, she's done the better job than I have. Uh, it's really keeping everything together. Um, cause when I, so when I deployed, uh, in 2010, I was gone for 365 days. Ouch. And, uh, that was right around, my son was just turned three and he, all he kept talking about, I was wanting to play hockey. Uh-huh. And, and so, you know, I'm over, I'm sitting over in Africa and I'm like, okay, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get you on the ice when I get home. And, yeah. and, uh, it, it went from there. I came back and it's, he's already on the ice and. Wow. And got him, got him going. I was going to say, you've been doing a bang up job because, uh, I've been following some of the exploits that you've posted about him online and stuff. And, uh, that kid. I expect great things. I expect to see him in a Cherokee uniform someday. Uh, so, uh, well, it's, I mean, he is the little ones. Uh, he's, he's an 07. Uh, we, so I started coaching with the Cherokee organization five, five years ago, four years uh-huh. ago, yeah. um, which we came over and he played for the 06 Cherokee, okay. which is a year older birth year. And then, uh, and then the year after went to the O sevens and we've been with the O sevens since then. Yeah. I'm just waiting for him to make the jump to the big club, to the junior club. So that's, he's, he's, he's got a couple years. Yeah. Now is he a forward or a defenseman? Uh, he's a defenseman. That's a, what a surprise. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I did not, I, I tried to move him up to forward and he did not want to play forward. So. Dude, think about it. His hero is a, his hero. Where is a defenseman? Okay. <laughs> it, it, it yeah, is. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it is. It's true. So yeah, that's how it is. So which was it, it was easier for me to coach him. So that works. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, whatever it takes, you know. But uh, you know, I I I want to if he, when he goes to juniors, I hope he wears number four. That's all I can. That's all I'm going to say. Anyway, so he, he actually he took my he took my uh, junior storm number, which was six. Oh, really? Wow. OK, yeah. well, there's nothing wrong with that. That's all right. That's good, too. No, but uh, hey, I hope I hope it brings him as much luck as it did when you wore number four. Hello. Uh, Eddie. Oh, yeah. So anyway, now, uh, what have you noticed about coaching? versus when you were when you were playing and being coached what goes through your mind when you coach now uh do you think those guys actually did know what they were talking about or do you think you know times have changed and i gotta change with them as far as how to reach kids Uh, a little bit of both um obviously the the coaching styles over the past 30 years, uh, well, 
38 years uh, since I started have changed uh, drastically. Um, you know, just the past 20, it, it's, you know, the way Scott Searing and, and Omi and, and Bob Zion coached us, you know, some of the stuff that they said and did, it's like, man, you can't, you can't even come close to doing that nowadays. And, uh, end up in jail. but you know, it's, yeah, yeah. I mean, as, as long as the parents stay out of it, it really, it's not bad. Um, that's, that's the biggest thing I see is that the parents who they want to coach from up in the stands and they want to tell, you know, their kid how to do this. And, you know, the coach doesn't know what they're talking about. I, you see that stuff now that, you know, I never saw as a player, you know, you didn't pay attention to what the parents were doing or saying in the stands and, so yeah, it's uh, it's definitely changed. Okay, well let me. I'll wind her up here with just a couple more things. Um, what uh, what would the Rob Kurt of today? What advice would you give to the eighteen year old Rob Kurt that just joined the Cherokee? It's better to beat him on the scoreboard than it is with your fist. That's fair enough. Um, and uh, finally, who would you say were your biggest influences on the ice and off? Oh. <laughs> that's uh, it, really that's that's a that's a tough question because um, it's obviously throughout the years, you know the the amount of coaches I've had. Um, and then, you know, Todd Omi, as far as later, uh, playing towards the end of my career, um, a lot of the way I coach, I try to coach like he did, uh, and how he does now, um, uh, Pat Pillipu, uh, coached me with the junior storm. Um, and he was just a hard nose, um, you know, you can't play soft uh type of type of coach and and I, I take a lot of that and then uh it really my my parents um growing up you know my parents you know it's you can't quit anything uh you even if you don't like it you, you finish out the season and and you move on from there wow okay very good so now uh last question and it's not really a question it's uh what would you like to say to Cherokee Nation out there? Because we've got folks from all the different years, all the different uh, teams, uh, current players, uh, fans, kids, alumni, coaches, you name it. Uh, we're very fortunate that these folks uh, love to tune in and hear what some of the what all the guys from you know our days gone past have to say about their time in Toledo and elsewhere. Um, what would you like to say to them? I just want to tell them to, you know, keep working hard and uh, keep going to the rink. Uh, it's one thing I, it's coaching over there. I'm able to catch, uh, catch quite a few games and, uh, you know, come out and support the team. If you live local, if you don't live local, you know, do what you can, but stay at the rink and, and enjoy it. Um, you know, it's just, 
they had a great season last year and I hope they keep continuing and uh, good luck and good luck to everybody else out there and whatever your adventures are. Well, I tell you, it's Rob. Uh, I've, I've really enjoyed do, catching up with you with this because again, I don't, I, I, it, I don't have favorites per se because it's like trying to have a favorite kid. You, you can't, you just, you, you, you enjoy them for different reasons, but you can't play a favorite one over another. So just just p- take that to heart with me and how I feel about <laughs> you, you know. So, you know, because I, I, I'd never hear the end of it from Stummer or Kellemeyer. Uh, oh, you know, yeah. So, oh, yeah. you know, and, and, and never mind, I haven't even talked to Scotty Williamson yet. So, you know, when that happens, who knows what, what will happen. But, uh, you know, I, I but, oh, but yeah. seriously, though, I really do appreciate you taking the time here talking with me and uh let's not be let's not uh be so far in uh so far apart and talking okay let's uh let's keep in touch all right not a problem i thank you brother i appreciate it well that's gonna do it here for right, yeah, man. man it's been great and thank you so much guys for tuning into episode 73 here of the cherokee rewind don't forget please subscribe that way uh if you want to uh know when the latest episode drops they usually drop every wednesday and saturday then you know hey subscribe to whatever platform you use and put in cherokee rewind subscribe and it'll let you know when the newest episode comes out and also here's another thing too for all of you if you know teammates and stuff like that that you think would want to play on this or be a part of this have them get a hold of me on social media or wherever uh they can get a hold of me easily Okay, through social media, as far as, uh, you know, you guys can give them what you want as far as for to get a hold of me, because I only got a handful. I've got just about maybe I'm scratching the surface, maybe less about 10 percent of the players over this team's history that I've been able to get a hold of to reach out to to do these episodes. I want to get more people involved in this thing so that we can keep it going for as long as the good Lord lets me live on this earth. So uh, please have, if you know some teammates and stuff that um, you haven't talked to in a while, reach out to them, let them know about this and have them reach out to me so we can feature them. So that's going to do it from here. So for Rob Kurt, I am Mick saying so long, everybody. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Cherokee Rewind.